Don't you know that not listening to the Shenmue AM2 podcast is way uncool? Welcome back to another episode of the Shenmue AM2 podcast. We're your hosts, Andrew and Matt. And we're here for part two of our fabulous interview with Adam Korlick. Yo, what's up? Um, you sound different enough <laughs> over the past. Well, you know, five it's been a long time. I've aged, and uh, <laughs> time has aged. Time has things, been... things happen, man. You've changed, man. I've, I've been through the. I've been in the trenches. <laughs> it's almost like you've got an attitude now. It's a new era. The extreme '90s attitude. Yeah, we're. <laughs> I'm glad Shenmue up. came out after that crap was over, so it didn't, like, yeah. have Ryo on a skateboard trying to be cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Ryo, Ryo Hazuki's Pro Skater 4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just nothing but Wu-Tang for the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're here to not talk about Ryo Hazuki's Pro Skater 4. But no, he was just, in uh, ESPN's NFL 2K4, just saying. I know, I'm the guy that unlocked it. <laughs> oh, damn, you're devoted. <laughs> well, it's an honor to meet you. I've been using your <laughs> Thank you. Uh, once I figured out how remarkably easy it was, <laughs> as long as you have a second person to do it with you, yeah, uh, yeah, you can do it in probably an hour. I'm surprised nobody did it before you. I'm sure somebody did it, but Shenmue nobody's... fan base doesn't really cross over with the NFL fan base that much. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> um, I'm sure I... it must have been done before, but just nobody cared to document it. Oh yeah, yeah. like it was on Game Facts. Yeah, hundred percent. And I just didn't believe it. And then I was like, you know what? I have an Xbox. I'll do this. Mm. And the rest is history. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we're here to talk about the new era of Shenmue, the Shenmue Three announcement at you know Kickstarter announcement, and then the re-release announcement as well. Um, so you uh, you know everyone listening's heard Matt and I talk about it. Um, when I like. When I watch your videos, Adam, you have a very specific delivery style. It's just kind of straightforward, no like real high emotion, no real low emotion. And when I watched your reaction video, it like just seeing someone get so giddy about something at the start of it when you're like, I'm sure you've all fucking heard. Yeah. And like there was just so much passion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, I should probably uh, say because we're in a new new video here. If, hi, YouTuber. Just in case you don't know me, right. uh, <laughs> yes, I did stuff. I talk about the Shenmue's and stuff. Okay, good. There we go. Um, yeah, like that's that's one of my favorite videos of yours, as well as your January 2019 playload um, when you unbox the coasters. Oh right. fuck and, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> the, that was awesome, man. <laughs> I like we got them too, and when he he said he was gonna send a few coasters along, and I'm like, okay, this is cool. And then in the back of my mind, we're just kind of side storying here. Um, in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, well, I have to split these with Matt, and what if it is a full set and all this stuff? And then I open it, I'm like, oh, it is a full set, and there's two full sets. <laughs> this is amazing. And like the nice little letter that came along with it. And who sent you those? That was the city of Yokosuka. Yeah. Should we tell that story for people who don't know? Like, uh, why yeah, are we yeah. talk, Why are we setting this up? <laughs> so yeah, it was um, for the Shenmue Day. Um, well, actually, we'll come back to this because we're chronologically getting ahead of ourselves don't, here. Don't forget, <laughs> we are we are on a, we have a time machine. We can fix this <laughs> in post. We we um, have fucked with the timeline a lot during the show, time, and it yeah. scares me. Yeah, but last right. time I disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mr. Stark? I don't feel so good. Um, <laughs> uh, so, let's let's Shenmue take it back is, to... Yeah. <laughs> let's take it back to Shenmue 3 announcement. Um, you were watching the Kickstarter, and I love the story of how your, your girlfriend was like 10 seconds ahead, mm-hmm. and you're like, what is she reacting to? And then you get it yourself like 10 seconds later. Um, Dude, that was the most insane... E3 conference like ever I was actually thinking about I I kid you not I was actually thinking about that exact conference earlier today partially because of Shenmue but also because I'm going to be talking about E3 conferences in a different video and that one was like the perfect combination of it had surprises 
it was entertaining and it had interesting games. Uh, it was, I would say, Sony's 2015 PlayStation conference at E3 was like the greatest conference of all time. Set aside that Shenmue was involved in it because <clears throat> uh, they set up all of these amazing surprises. And we all kind of, as the Shenmue fans watching, we all kind of like, we're like, there was this rumor that it might actually be real, blah, blah, blah. And they fucked with us multiple times during that show. I remember they'd had like different people like Adam Boys come out and like, this is a game that people have been very devoted and following forever. And I'm like, oh my God, this is it. No, this is not it. This is something else. This is uh, The Last Guardian. And then it was like, they did this one where they were going to drop a trailer and then like a a feather starts falling down. You're like, oh my God, this is it. Because like Shenmue feathers and stuff falling down. Oh no, that's that's Final Fantasy VII remake. (laughs) And then the leaf falls down. You're like, oh fuck, it's our time. That was the greatest show of all time in E3 history. And you're absolutely right about that. I was, it's funny, um, you know, around that time, because there was all those rumors, like, this might be a thing. And uh, I should have listened to the girlfriend on this one because she was like, hey, maybe you should, like, record your reaction live in case they do it. I'm like, they're not doing it. Like, I even did a video, like, a week earlier about how there wasn't going to be an announcement of that game that year. That's how wrong I was. And we had been through these motions so many times where so we, get hyped, times. Well, we get hyped, there's rumors yeah. that we watch, and nothing happens. So I didn't I didn't end up filming myself, which is why you got that reaction after the fact. But I, I still defend myself on that video because what I was talking about was this supposed leak of Square Enix saying they were working on it, which was horseshit. That was a fan-made thing. It was just a matter of coincidence that it really got announced at the event, but by someone totally different. I, um, I would have loved to have been in the office when they're actually making Shenmue 3 and seeing that Square Enix teaser and just like, Oh fuck! Little did they know. Although Yusuke actually... almost ruined it for everybody. The day before that event, he tweeted out about a forklift. He's like, "Found a forklift at E3," and everybody's like, Whoa? "That that kind of did prepare me for it." And that yeah, that's the... what got everybody more serious. That's actually, I mean, I'm kind of glad he did that because that's why I was actually sat there and watched. Like, I was yeah. kind of like, I don't want to put myself through the heartbreak again. But I'm glad I did. So I'm glad yeah. you did. That. It was that, and then the confirmation that they had switched like the Shenmue official website servers to Amazon servers to possibly mm-hmm. expect more traffic. That yeah. was a wise move. Yeah. yeah, that makes stuff like that really hard to hide. I mean, we could go on that kind of stuff forever, but that's not the point of this. Yeah. So go on. Sorry, but I sidetracked things. My bad. Th- that is, that shows the devotion too. That someone found out that the <laughs> Shenmue, Shenmue URL was moved to a spot that could handle more traffic. Yeah. Like that shows the dedication that people have in this community of like, well, uh, I'll dig as deep as I can just to <laughs> to make sure. Um, and just on the topic of E3, real quick, we like after this E3. Like we're we're not waiting, for, you know, in anticipation of oh maybe Shenmue will be announced this year. Shenmue three has already been announced. Shenmue HD's or re-release or whatever we're gonna call it has already been released. And this year we might get a trailer at the whatever Sony ends up doing or PC gaming show or something. But that's it. Like E three's different now for Shenmue fans. Like there's not this huge oh edge of our seats. Will there be an announcement? Uh, you don't think people are going to get like that for Shenmue 4? But I mean, for the immediate future. You're getting Shenmue. way ahead of yourself, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like Shenmue 4 is not, you know, that's off in the distance if it does become a thing. And hopefully, knock on wood, it does. Mm-hmm. But like E3 means less to me now. Yeah, because uh, you got your dream. Yeah. And I mean, this year, the Nintendo Direct with Link. Uh, Link's Awakening is, is my big thing that I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shenmue gameplay, hopefully. Hopefully, I don't. I don't see Shenmue at E3, but yeah, Shenmue. Uh, it's Shenmue Three will be at E3. You think so? Like, oh, like so. on a stage? No, 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 no. It's it's, it's uh, Deep Silver is going to have it for private uh, screening. Oh, for that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I don't. I don't see it being featured. In no, any no, no, no. It's the only place where that's even possible is PC gaming because Sony's not doing a conference this year. Right. I think um, Sony's going to do one of those uh, direct things. State of gaming though, or whatever. State of play. Yeah. But so uh, yeah. you might see a trailer for it there at best. I mean, because it's it's around the corner, but it's it's not Sony's project. It's now it's technically falls under Deep Silver's territory. Yeah. Um, and so Deep Silver is they're not doing a big show. So they might do a trailer drop or something at the PC gaming section. Maybe what you're talking about in the state of play. But that's that's it. I, I yeah. wouldn't expect much social buzz from E3 about Shenmue. 
Um, I might be working on something to try and fix that, but I don't know if that's going to pan out. Um, but uh, yeah, the E3, it's it, you're right. It's like we're right around the corner from the game, but there's not much anticipation of that game, particularly coming from this E3. When do you expect to see like the the full on blowout gameplay trailer for Shenmue Three? Well, if you watch part one of this, you'll know that I have explained that I feel like Shenmue has a problem when it comes to presenting itself. And I still feel that way, which is why I don't know if you're ever going to get one like that. Yeah. See, the, the Shenmue trailer they gave us most recently, that was the Magic Monaco one, well, was there only like two seconds of actual gameplay and the rest was cutscenes? Do you Somewhat. know why that is? Because the story is what sells that game, not yeah. the gameplay. And I think that's probably going to stick around because as much as that game is amazing, it's almost impossible to condense into anything to sell it. It's not good for trailers. It's not good for sound bites. It's not good for that type of thing. It's a game that entirely depends on word of mouth and people going, trust me, if you play it, it'll be good. Yeah. So the best they can do is show you some story highlights with characters you remember to try to get you psyched on that basis and perhaps that basis alone. Because there's going to be tons of, like, you don't need footage of a dude walking around a Chinese village. That's not going to get anybody going. So what will is, oh shit, there's a scene where he's next to Londi. <laughs> so I, I think that's what you're gonna get maybe if we're lucky uh they'll release like a free demo of it through playstation network or something like in july that'll help get people going um to let you kind of play some part of it yourself but when it comes to like i just don't think we're gonna get like a traditional gameplay trailer and if we do i don't think we're gonna be very happy with it Mm -hmm. that's my guess i'm sorry but that's what i think is gonna happen i i think you're right um once that Shenmue 3 trailer dropped and they like I think you did a very good job um, educating people because there was so much misinformation when Shenmue 3 was announced oh, um, that, yeah. yeah and it was all over the place and at the end the Kickstarter was a resounding success I mean their 2 million dollar goal would you know whatever we're gonna actually call that um, their bare minimum to make anything is what that was. Yeah, uh, and I think it was a goal set forth by a third-party company saying, "Hey, if you guys can meet this, you know, we'll pitch in some money too." Type mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. Um, but it did become a success. The Kickstarter really got people rolling. Um, it was nice seeing the boost in, in Kickstarter pledges once they announced the physical version for the PS4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a shame they didn't realize that on day one. It's like, dude, your fan base is nearly, at that point, like, you developed most of it 15 years ago. We're old fucks who want physical shit. Yeah. So it's like, don't do a digital-only version. What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nice to see that. Um, overall, there was a lot of mistakes, I think, with the promotion of Shenmue 3. But as you've you know mentioned and explained, it is hard to kind of promote this albatross that is that is Shenmue um, and, but we won as fans we won we finally made what we wanted happen um, but then we immediately were like well we want one and two now yeah. <laughs> and, never satisfied <laughs> and the shift to that was remarkably quick um <laughs> like we we got it before we get Shenmue 3 like Shenmue 3 is not out yet Shenmue 1 and 2 uh, for the re-release has been out for Almost, since August it was August 21st up. 2018 <laughs> that's an important day um, a Shenmue day dude a day which will live in infamy <laughs> um it's a good you... one. It's, it's a positive one the last time that quote was used was before <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> you got to do a lot of work with them on this. Mm-hmm. Tell, Before so, we jump into that, can we cycle back to something? Have you told the story yet? Because I know people bring this up a lot when they hear about the Kickstarter was a success. It got $6.3 million, And then people always respond, you know, the first game had $70 million. So no what are you expecting? Have you are you have you ever dis, you know dispensed with that bullshit? We story? did. I'm um, sure we have, but yeah. it's it, the way I look at it is the original number that was drawn out of the air was the 70 million, and really when you look at it, it was actually about 47 million. 
And when you look at that number, really that $47 million was originally a virtual Fighter RPG, which then was morphed into Shenmue 1 and Shenmue 2 on the Saturn, because when you look at that demo video, yep. um, it's both of those games in it. And then that being morphed into Shenmue on the Dreamcast and Shenmue 2 on the Dreamcast. And just the investment of the new technology for their engine and all yeah. that. Yeah, and they plus built marketing plus publication. Yep. It plus they built yeah they built an engine in there so when you really look at that number it's about 10 million for a game when you look at it it's potentially five games and 47 million dollars yeah <clears throat> also do you remember that story i told you in the first one about this older dude who was said they didn't understand shenmue yep yep he was the same guy who was like we knew the game was expensive so we promoted it that way mm. <laughs> Just saying, everybody, don't believe that $70 million for one game bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, you're right. The point is the development budget is about on par with what they had originally. But now they're using cheaper tools. Like, I believe he got access to uh, the Unreal Engine for free, which is a huge savings. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, a dollar, when you're looking at the value of a dollar now and the value of a dollar 19 years ago or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that comes into play in things, but it does. Um, so, bef- like, before this is known to the public, Shenmue 1 and 2 re-release, at some point in time, you get some sort of contact saying, hey, this is a thing. Describe in as much detail as you possibly can how, like, if it was like a, a I'm assuming it was an email or like a Facebook message or something. Um, okay, and, I'll, I'll tell what I can of this story. And, um, you, like, how you felt. Sure. So, so people understand. I I had to sign various NDAs to work with Sega. So there's certain things I would love to tell you that I can't, but there's certain things I can definitely tell you. So in regards to this specific question, uh, I knew about the re-release back in like late, mid to late 2017, um, and it was announced like you know I think it was like March of 2018, like at Sega Fest. Um, but I, I knew like maybe six months to eight months before that. Um, so the, it was actually kind of funny. So Sega uh, has multiple Twitter accounts, and Sega Europe and Sega America follow me on Twitter, but I didn't follow them. And the way my Twitter is set up was that you can't message me unless I'm following you. Um, and so at one point they tweeted at me, you know, saying like, you know, something interesting like it was like yeah we, we love your work and i was like the hell like i was just surprised to see a thing from that and then they said straight up like apparently you don't follow us do you want to talk and i was like this is fucked up like who just got access to the twitter that is asking someone at sega asking me to talk to them so i did and then they sent me a private message um and they were just like hey you know we were wondering if you'd like to work with us and uh, you know, we, it, but before we talk about it, we'd have to send you an NDA. I'm like, oh, you're announcing a Shenmue re-release. I said that because I was like, they're like, well, well, you know, we can't just say that. And I was like, well, no, you're the only reason you would contact me is if that was the case. Yeah. And he's like, can you please send me NDA so that we can just talk about this? <laughs> and I was like, sure. So I, I did, and we had this conversation that was pretty much, yes, we're you know going to be working on the re-release of Shenmue, and then they were talking about like what exactly they wanted to do, which at the time was. Uh, they were going to do a formal announcement at Sega Fest 2018 in Tokyo, and they wanted to bring me out there. Um, and I, you know, he first, one of the first questions he had was like, you know, do you have a passport? Uh, and it was funny because he said that before he said what this was going to be for. And I said, yeah, of course, I'm going to Tokyo in two weeks. And he's like, well, this is awkward because I want you to go to Tokyo again. Um, and I was like, sure, whatever. Um, so I. Yeah, I was. It was weird because it wasn't so much that I was excited about the re-release. It was more like I was excited that they wanted me involved. It didn't really sink in until later. Like, holy shit, Shenmue re-release is coming about, because I wasn't allowed to express it to anybody. So I had to like completely internalize the entire piece of information. Um, And by the time it was public knowledge, like obviously I had known for like the better part of like eight months at that point. So I didn't have the same experience that a lot of people had. It was more like a, most of my shock came from the fact that they, wow, they sought me out. Um, yeah, that that's does that satisfy? Yeah. Did, yeah, I'd like to know. Did they tell you much about the actual uh, game itself back then, or just their plans to do it? Because at one point, their plan was apparently, we saw this footage, 
was apparently to remake it from the ground up. Is that what they told you it was at the time? Or um, had it already shifted to just... When when single? I spoke to them, there was never any plan like that, uh, at least in any sort of official sense. The, the plan ever since they told me about it is like, we're doing a full-on re-release. Yeah, okay. So they had already shifted to, this is too big of a task to remake it from the ground up. Let's just uh, fix up the old game. Yeah. Which is a hell of an undertaking, by the way. Oh yeah, the like just how it was built, and um, I watched the video that you had um, done about like really kind of it's just pieced together and like yeah, it was basically garbled spaghetti code that they had to somehow make work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I don't know how much of this I'm allowed to talk about, so I'm I'm trying. Believe me, I want to, but there's um, all I can tell you for sure is that it it was challenging. And the production of this goes back further than you might expect. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot further than you might expect. Yeah. The production of the re-release, you mean? Correct. Yeah. Because like, okay, Let me say it this way. It wasn't that Shenmue 3 got announced and Sega went, oh, they give a shit, let's do this. It right. goes back further. Oh, yeah, I think there's videos of Sega execs or whatever fielding questions about remakes and saying vague Mm-hmm. Kind of hope, kind of hopeful things, even you know, back like ten years ago. Yeah, there's uh, one really unsung hero to Shenmue's re- return that un- I've asked him specifically, and he does not want the credit, so oh. I can't I can't out him. Uh, he works at Sega, um, and I would love to give him credit, but he doesn't want it. But there's one guy, everybody out there, who is like he did more for the return of Shenmue than all of us combined. Nice, uh, and I can't name him, which. It pisses me off, but it's that's just how it is. So just know there's there is one dude, at least one dude on the inside who super had our backs. Well, tell him we appreciate him. Yeah, <laughs> as a concept to individual, thank you. Yes. What were your impressions once you actually got to to play the re-release? Um, so I played it in multiple development phases. The first time I got to try it was at Sega Fest the night before it was formally announced. Um, they we they wanted to do a thing where we had a video on my channel announcing it at the exact same time that it went live at Sega Fest. So we filmed a video in one of the hotel rooms. Um, and so while they were setting up all their equipment, they're like, you know, hey, do you want to play it for a bit? I'm sitting there playing a build of the Shenmue re-release on a laptop with, you know, the controller. I'm like, oh, my God, it's still Shenmue. <laughs> you know, like, it's, <laughs> it's the same game. I've played a million times. But it yeah. was like, oh, it's nicer. It's obviously a much older build of the game at that point. Right. Um, you know, and you could see that it, it wasn't quite there yet. Like, at the time, the QTE prompts, you know, like, it would just have, like, a square. It didn't tell you which button it was. But it's like, that was expected. It was still, like, half a year away from release. Um, so that was cool to get to play it for the first time. But then it was like, this is basically just playing Shenmue in a higher resolution. I got it. Um, and then later in that summer, uh, they brought me out to London to do a couple of things. I did a video with Yogg's cast to promote the thing, but I also got to hang out at their offices. And I got to play Shenmue in their offices for a while. I actually recorded a lot of the trailer footage they ended up using is a lot of stuff I played and recorded for them. Oh, nice. Um yeah, because they were like, yeah, so we need, here's a list of stuff we want, but you're probably going to be able to grind much faster and jump around with the de- the debug tools and find those things because we don't know where the hell they all are, whereas <laughs> you seem to have memorized it. So I was like, sure. And you know, I just jump in and grab the footage for them. So I got to play like development versions of it, which I, I want to throw something out there that really bugs me. Um, both something that Sega did and that the community did that was at odds with each other, which is when the re- re-release finally came out, there was a lot of there was a need for bug patches and no one disputes that mm. back in July, which was like just a month before the final release. Uh, I was playing it with the final approved bug patches built into the game. The problem is not so much that Sega didn't do the patches because they certainly did. The problem is when you put those patches out, they have to go through approval processes at Microsoft and Sony and to a lesser extent through Valve for Steam's purposes, which is why the PC versions always kind of came out first. They would get bug bug patched much more quickly. But the reason Sony and Microsoft do it is they want to make sure the patch doesn't have some sort of exploit that bricks their console or allows it to be easily pirated or whatever. Um, So the plan was to have those patches available day one and have the thing be totally ready to go. But Microsoft and Sony both held up that process. So when I'm sitting there playing it, it's the final version. 
I'm mm-hmm. sitting there being like, oh, awesome, everything works. If it had done the same things it did in the home release, I would have been more vocal about that. I did not know, so I apologize to the community on that basis. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so getting to play that version of it, I was excited. And like everybody else, when it finally came out, I was a little annoyed that the final patches weren't there, but that was the reason, it was that Sony and Microsoft held that process up. Yeah, I've heard that about them and patches before. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not even like they deserve any blame for it, really. It's just one of those things that happens. You know, like it's every game goes through the same process nowadays is they all need patches for stuff, which sucks. I do not defend patches. I think that's shit that, that they that the fact that they actually need to do that sucks ass to me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it was just us having to deal with the fact that Shenmue is a remnant from a different age where games were expected to be completed. Now they're not. Yeah. So we just have to deal with that as fans. And I'm sure Shenmue 3, unfortunately, will have patches. Yeah. Patches are, like, when I look at old, like, say, Genesis games, mm-hmm. um, they needed to be perfected um, to be pretty much put out. But then you look at a game like Comic Zone, where I would have lo- I would have loved a patched version of Comic Zone. Mm-hmm. It's just so pixelated super bad slowdown and stuff but yeah that's that's a different conversation oh it is see uh, again patches can be positive but the f- it's different when like oh shit we fucked up and we can fix it that's a great tool versus eh put it out now we'll fix it later which is a different yeah. mentality like yeah. the skyward sword on the Wii there was a game breaking glitch mm-hmm. that they they had to patch um, things like that it's good for just yep an unfinished product like the assassins was assassins created with the missing faces and stuff unity 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 yeah. um things like that so august 21st rolls around and we have a shenmu day um august 21st 2018 it was absolutely fantastic it was one of the best days i've had in years um, I'm not sure if you've heard the story, but I never, in my present day collection, actually owned a regular North American version of Shenmue. You get like everything but that. <laughs> and I weird. I happened yeah. to stumble across one at a used electronics store called Beats and Bites. Um, I stumbled across one on Shenmue Day. <laughs> Perfect. A- after winning money in like a video lottery terminal. And I also found Lunar, the Silver Stories something complete. Mm-hmm. I found that that day as well. And like Matt and I played it, and we went out and like we got our copies, or I got my copies of Shenmue, and it was just an all-around awesome, fun day of getting to play Shenmue. Um, and we had that Shenmue three trailer drop that day, and, and the I release date for Shenmue three. Yeah, yeah, and we got the release date, which was almost it was like a year and six days. Yep. Head, but I didn't foresee that day changing, that it was so specific. Um, how did you feel on, on, I mean, you have, how was your Shenmue day? Yeah. <laughs> Mine Shenmue. was very appropriate. Um, so I, I went over to a Best Buy trying to pick up both copies of the games. Like, you know, Sega gave me like codes and whatever, but I was like, no, I need to support this. I want money to go into this. Um, so I had actually, funny enough, I had pre-ordered it at one particular Best Buy and they told me like last minute, like, oh, we don't have any copies in stock. So I was like, yeah, great. So I had to go to a different one. And I went over to that other one and inside I found the games and I swear to you, there was a dude dressed up like Ryo, but not intentionally. Like he didn't seem like a Shenmue fan. He was just a dude, you know, it was uh, an Asian gentleman who was like, you know, wearing blue jeans, a white shirt and a fucking brown leather jacket. And I was like, yes, I'm in the right place. Yeah. Um, so I, it was awesome. I got the games there. Then I decided to walk home and I walked through, I live in Chicago for those who don't know. And I walked past a uh, Buckingham fountain, which looks hauntingly like the fountain in pigeon park in Shenmue two. So much so that if you guys ever saw those, uh, Shenmue, the gang edition movies, um, yeah. that Mike Paparaki made and his crew, uh, or the gang, uh, they actually use that fountain as the pigeon park fountain. So you can visualize it that way. Um, I, you know, went over and I took a photo of the two copies with the fountain and I wrote up this thing that was kind of, it was obviously fake. I described like, yeah, you know, Shenmue Day is here, you know, it was a pretty good day so far until I got here and I got robbed and, you know, I had chased down this little kid. And the amount of people that believe that really happened to me that day was fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, but 
so that was I had a good Shenmue day. And then of course I got home and I, I watched the trailer and you know got the the release date on Shenmue three like everybody else. And it was it was a it was a good day. You know that day was a good day. Yeah. I think I called Corey at some point. I think we had a conversation for a bit, kind of celebrating it. I don't remember what else I did. I, I want to say that I played it uh, in some capacity or did something, but I know I did a video, obviously. So I yeah. filmed that. But um, yeah, that was it. Was just it was a very satisfying day. That uh, that guy in Best Buy. That was your opportunity to push Shenmue on somebody. <laughs> I guess see, you would have you would have needed the brain injury first, but yeah, I need the brain injury. You know, or, or just like you guys, you're Canadians. You guys are a lot friendlier. You guys can just go up and talk to each other. If I do that, I get stabbed. So you can't. <laughs> you should have just. Hey, look, you're starring in this game. <laughs> you should have like, just handed him a copy. Security. And, and, <laughs> and bu- tell him to buy it, mm-hmm. and then to be like, or else. Your son. <laughs> oh God! That, then you're definitely stabbed. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was a great day in the community. Just seeing so many people pumped, and just people like showing. How many photos did you see on Twitter of someone just holding the game in their hand? Multiple copies. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, oh, well, you know, there's a reason for that. For what? Why they were showing so many copies? We, um, I, I talked to pe- uh, people at Sega. Asked me because. So here's a story I can tell you. Um, they didn't understand. Apparently, Sega of Japan did not understand why people were buying multiple copies of the game. Hmm. Um, so they people uh, the Sega branch that I was talking to said, "Can you start showing this? Can you facilitate this by encouraging people to show it? Because we're trying to make the point that you don't understand this game series, and we want to try and build some momentum out of it." Um, because at the end of the day, Sega of Japan calls the shots. So that's why, as the community, we started being like, hey, uh, start showing your copies of the games, everybody. Get out there, show your merch, show everything, because if we could build momentum on that, Sega would have uh, a greater interest in perhaps releasing more Shenmue content, or and when I say more content, I mean like merch and things like that. Right. Just to show, like, this isn't a one-off that they did one time to make us shut up. Like, Shenmue should have staying power. Now, what that is, ultimately, I don't know. But just so you know, we, we all did a very good job in le- confusing them, at least, <laughs> as to why <laughs> we bought so many damn copies of that game. Why would you need more more than one copy of the game? That makes no sense. <laughs> That's essentially what their logic was. But I sit here and I go, well, uh, I have the American the, the American versions, the, uh, the German version, the UK version of each of those, the Australian versions of each. Japanese version of regular and collector's edition. I have that French collector's edition of each. Uh, hmm. Do you remember those? Like the Pixin loved ones? Yeah. yeah uh, the Korean version, the, the Hong Kong version. So, like, we're insane, but we're yeah. good insane. Yeah. What was the one you just got, Andrew? The white? Label. Yeah, I picked up the... It was for the original, the, the white oh, the label. white labels? Yeah, I, I found them on eBay, mm-hmm. and I got them 10 days apart. And I got them for like one was for ninety nine dollars Canadian, mm-hmm. and one was for one hundred nine Canadian taxes, like or not taxes and shipping included, mm-hmm. which was I thought reasonable. Mm-hmm. It is all things considered now for that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I also have the uh, the promo version. Sega gave me like the press release disc for the PS4 version and the press release disc for the Xbox One. Cool. So Plus I have those I have, the and I have I, all the originals with one exception. Do you guys know what it is? There's one the, super. Go ahead. Uh, I because uh, I'm gonna nail this question. <laughs> Shenmue two Japanese sample version. Uh, no. Oh, you did. Did nail you pick it. one up? I, I no. I'm trying to remember. I have one of them. I have. Okay, so technically, I guess I'm missing two then. Because I have one of them in sample form. I don't remember if it's Shenmue one or two. You're probably right. It's probably Shenmue one. Oh yeah. No, I, I heard your. I I listened to the that video game show, episode. Yeah, <laughs> you have the first one. Okay. See, I don't even fucking remember. <laughs> but Andrew yeah, knows your life better than you do. I'm missing. But then there's another one I only became recently aware of. Like when I say recently, I, would, I mean within like the last two years. Do you know what it is? Um, and, like it was commercially available. It was commercially available, and it is the fucking ultimate ghost chase figure of Shenmue variants. I don't know. No. The Brazilian tech toy version of Shenmue 1. Okay. So Did everyone what? hear of that? No. All right. So tech toy is a Brazilian video game company 
who mostly just puts out Sega stuff. I mean, that because of them, the Sega Master System is still alive and relevant yeah. in that country. Yeah. And I'm not even joking. Like, that's a factoid. The Sega Master System has been alive since 1983 and has not stopped solely because of this company. With Sega's official, and technically they're still in the hardware business because of this. <laughs> anyway, so Tectoy has been putting out Sega stuff forever down there. Uh, they ultimately did their own release of Shenmue 1. The artwork is different. The layout is like a weird combination of the North American and Japanese style. It's got Portuguese all over it. Uh, it's a completely different box variant. The, the, the disc itself is region coded for the US, which is why it's strange on top of that too. And it was only out for like a couple months and sold very poorly because the Dreamcast barely came out in Brazil. So mm. finding one, if you Google it, you'll see like the same copy in a handful of pictures. It's yes. Oh, okay. I rem I know what you're talking about now because I just assumed because the box art was so weird, I thought it was like a mock-up and fake. Nope. It is exactly a real thing that is rare as shit. Wow. Yeah, the I mean, good luck finding it. It's <laughs> I, like I said, it's a ghost. Um, it's a very, very unique release. Um, and the thing is, it's funny because if you were to actually get it, you're buying it for the box because the discs I, are just straight up American versions of the discs, like just popped in a different box. That's all it is. Which consoles um, will they play in? You, do you need a? Like I said, it's an American copy, so you just throw it in the American Dreamcast oh, and know it'll work. And they, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just saying, so it'll work. Yeah, yeah. And it's in English, too. It's it's despite coming out in Brazil, it doesn't even play in Portuguese. Wow. But the box itself is in Portuguese. It's just a very unique release. Because cool. I think later when they did release it more, they just did the normal like American style. And I say normal as if that makes sense, but like the North American style. So there's a brief version where it had its own Brazilian variant. And that version is like, yeah, good luck to you. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah, I, I have recently found some a website that makes searching for stuff on eBay substantially easier mm. and like aggregates everything mm -hmm. um, and that's how I stumbled upon the white labels so you're going to look for this now aren't you yeah <laughs> Luck, I, look, I look every single day multiple <laughs> times a day um, I don't have a problem <laughs> um, like I said man Shenmue fans we're obsessed but we're a good obsessed yeah speaking of multiple copies of things let's go back to Shenmue 3 for a second in the end how many copies, including digital, of Shenmue 3 will you have? Well, I don't know, because it depends on how many variants end up existing. Um, <laughs> okay, what so do you have planned right now? Currently, I know I, I have the Kickstarter versions, and that's that's it. I'm probably going to get that GameStop version because it comes with that coin. Yeah. But it's like, it, it really depends like on how many different countries get it with different variants and all that kind of stuff. If there's some sort of weird collector's edition that comes out or, you know, it's, we don't know. There's not enough well, information yet on that. Do you plan on getting digital copies as well? Not on purpose. If they're like <laughs> thrown to me or something, sure. But that's, that's different. Digital is bullshit. I, don't, I, I heard don't you only like digital media and you think physical media is crap. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> um... Are you are you actually comfortable telling us how which tier you backed on Shenmue three? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be um uh, a capsule toy in it, uh, like a face on a die or a little the chibi thing. Yeah, it's the same one I did. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. We're that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I can't wait. Are are we supposed to get like like a proof of concept beforehand that we approve? Not that I'm aware of. Oh dang it. I hope they don't make me look stupid. <laughs> I can't. I'm legitimately concerned about that showing up in the mail and me not being home to sign for it. Like, I'm, I'm terrified of it. You, all your physical goods? My physical goods. Yeah. I just, that's going to boost Shenmue collecting so much, too, those physical goods. Yeah. Because there will be a lot of unique ones. <laughs> what, what are you anticipating most about Shenmue 3? Dude, I don't know, man. Because, like, it's it's been such a long journey. It's like... I've said this before, when it comes to the actual game, I don't really have anticipations. Like I don't I don't want to project my own desires onto it because I just want Yu Suzuki to tell me what he wants me to see. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I don't I don't I'm not sitting there going, it better have forklift racing in it or I'll be pissed. Like I need I need it to be whatever he wants it to be. And so I guess what I'm saying I ex I'm anticipating in that is just holding it in my hand being like Wow, we did it. It's actually yeah. here. We're going to be able to play it now. That's yeah. the part I'm excited about. We, our last episode, Matt and I kind of talked about our top things. Our top five anticipated things for Shenmue 3. But something I never considered during that 
is I'm anticipated to like I'm anticipated to see whatever video you create. I'm anticipated to see people filming themselves playing it, getting their you know unboxing the Kickstarter rewards. I'm anticipated to see all these dedicated fans mm-hmm. getting the payoff. Mm-hmm. I'm like I just want to see people that have been waiting so long to be so happy. The Shenmue Day Part Two. Electric Boogaloo. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, you're right. I'm excited about the fan base. But it's also going to be... its ugh. That's actually going to be kind of an awkward time for a lot of us because a lot of us are going to want to play it and stay off the internet to avoid spoilers. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be weird. Like, I got to produce content while also not embracing it. It's going to be strange. Right. It, mu- it might be easier for you because uh, you'll probably end up getting... An advanced copy, I imagine. I would like to, but there's a difference there. Sega doesn't really have anything to do with Shenmue 3, and the Shenmue 3 team is, like, in its own bubble, doing its own thing. Like, I've barely been able to talk to them at all. Mm. So I would be kind of surprised if I ended up with that early. I think I'm walking into that the exact same time as everybody else. Where... With the quote of Yu Suzuki wanting to do it in five games... Um, saying he could do it in four, but he would prefer to do it in five. Do you think that's a reasonable decision? Of course. I don't. Are you suggesting that he should have tried to force it to end in the third? No, like I don't have a problem with it going to a fourth, Um, and I don't have a problem going it going to a fifth. I mean, I want as much Shenmue as I can get my hands on, Mm -hmm. but I'm worried that. It's happened once before, and we've seen the result and the time it took. I'm worried that it could happen again. Yeah, it's a very valid concern because, and I don't mean to put a damper on all this, but I, I don't know, man. I'm not particularly optimistic if I have to call it now about a Shenmue four, um, only because Shenmue three is entirely going to determine the fate of Shenmue four. If Shenmue three is not good or if it sells poorly, I think we're kind of done at that point. Um, because Shenmue 3's big advantage was that it had, you know, 15 years of nostalgia generation building up for us to get to that point, and enough people to be like, "All right, game development has gotten cheaper. We can we can make this happen." But if this if this game is the big test and it flops, uh, plus you have the majority of the fan base has already paid for it, so there's not a whole lot of us who are going to run out to stores and be buying copies when we don't already have access to them. Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm concerned about how they reach the new group of people and if their lack of promotional material and lack of understanding of how to even present the game is any indicator, that's that's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. Um, so Shenmue fans, what I would suggest to all of you if you want some hope here is do what we've always done. Stay organized, get out there, promote the game in any way you can that's available to you. Help these companies help themselves. Get out there and make the game like well known to more people. Blast it, promote it. Even though they don't necessarily, Deep Silver especially, doesn't really work with us that much. Try to convince them of why they really should be doing that. Mm-hmm. And buy as many co- copies as you're comfortable buying. <laughs> that too, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, like, Matt with your I, wallet. Yeah. Matt and I both during the Kickstarter, Matt, well, I guess you and I, we convinced Matt's brother to. To back the Kickstarter, mm-hmm. and, and both of our wives. Yeah, well, yeah, our wives kind of did it as well, um, just so we could get all the physical copies. And but stuff. again, like Adam said, those copies are already accounted yeah. for. The the money's been used up in the budget of the uh, development. I convinced a, a friend of mine through a very ludicrous deal of me having to watch a series of movies that I've never seen that I should have watched by this time in my adult life. Um, but we we have. Matt and I have each got one, at least one person to buy and hopefully play. Um, and part of what we're going to do with my friend Tim is we're, we're actually going to sit down and introduce him to it and probably on the original Dreamcast, sit him down for an hour, have him play it. Matt and I are going to watch him, not really chat with him or anything, take notes, and bring him on the podcast to help understand for someone that's new to Shenmue you know their thoughts on it, and in this modern age. in this modern age, <laughs> and what we can do to um, promote it better. 
Um, and I just want to see someone who's, you know, my age, what the reaction is to this game that I've been ranting and raving about for, you know, the 12 years that he's known me, um, finally try to understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is a, that's, that's all you can really do is just get out there and spread the word of mouth because that's, that's really the only way Shenmue even got its fan base in the first place is like, dude, have you seen this game? And we, we need to keep that up and just go big or go home, man. Because if we, if this doesn't work, Shenmue three, wherever it ends is the end. And that's not what we want. So just keep, keep trying everybody. It's really all you can do. I'm, I'm hoping, uh, that you Suzuki keep, like is aware of this fact and he uh, oh, I'm sure he is. doesn't end on such a big cliffhanger. <laughs> well, at this point you don't have much choice. I mean, development cycle's got to be nearly complete or mm-hmm. at least as complete as it's going to be before release. I mean, yeah. they got a couple more months, but then you have to go to press and then they'll probably continue with patches. Yeah. I have always gotten the impression that August 27th is not the date Yu Suzuki wanted, um, but probably the date that the Deep Silver potentially is kind of forcing him to commit to. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't be surprised if we see patches beyond that point. Um, but because I think at this point, they're just kind of like, you need to start bringing revenue in. I mean, you originally promised this game in 2017. Yeah. Um, so it's because if we know anything about Yu Suzuki and the history of Shenmue 1, you, you leave him alone with enough material. He's just going to keep going like forever because right. he's a perfectionist. Right. Um, so they had to probably force him to, to commit to a time. And I'm not sure it was ready, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. Well, Andrew, do you have anything else? Or? Do something positive. Don't go out on a negative note. Shenmue yeah. 3 will kick ass. Let's all yes. play it. <laughs> it, it will. Um, and, uh, you know, promote it. That's really all we can do is, you know, uh, when I went at Shenmue Day, I was trying to convince the guy that was selling us the game at GameStop or EB Games to buy it. <laughs> um, yeah. So and- Andrew does have that brain injury where he goes <laughs> up to people. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's funny because like I, I know what you're talking about. I just the irony is I never do it in stores. Like I've done it in other locations. Like I've done it. Like I've walked around. You know, I was like at E3 last year, walking around that same Shenmue shirt. And like I was saying, Shenmue fans come out of the woodwork. You'd be amazed who will just be like, "Dude, a Shenmue shirt! I remember that shit." And I'd be like, "Go get the re-release. It's coming out later this year." Oh fuck, really? And like <laughs> I remember. I went to this, like, I was going to this, like, VIP party thing, and it, there was, like, this big bouncer. Like, this dude looked like a former NFL player. Like, there's no reason he should know it. And he was just like, oh, shit, Shenmue. He, like, gave me a bro hug. He's like, I remember that. And I was like, go play it. He's like, what? It's like, that shit happens. You'd be amazed where Shenmue fans will come out of. I, I went, you know, to Yokosuka in Japan a couple of times, walking around, and I'm, I'm like, standing around in, like, um, a Sega hoodie. And I'm like in the, a parking lot thing, and this dude's just staring at me. And a couple guys are just staring at me, and I'm just like Shenmue fans. He's like Shenmue fans. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be amazed. Like there, there, we are really out there. It's just that most of us are not very vocal and loud, and annoying like myself. So you have to do that. You have to get out there, be loud, be annoying, be vocal, but organize. And so if I were to suggest anything about Shenmue Three and how we can work to help, don't focus all your efforts on tweeting at Sega and Sony. Focus on Deep Silver. Those guys are responsible for the marketing of that game, and the fact that you've seen so little should scare you. But it doesn't have to be that way. We can convince them of, like, you need to do this, and you need to do it yesterday. So yeah. that's where I would be focusing my efforts, by the way. Good advice. I do want to I do want to pose. Do you have any other? I was just... The last thing I was going to talk about was... Uh, I was I would, I'd like if you have any stories about traveling to japan uh did you go on your own before sega sent you or once like yeah so any any stories or feelings or whatever from actually going to the location that inspired oh oh, right right right. okay so i know um actually yes uh i had i've gone to uh, japan a couple times Uh, okay i've been there seven times um (laughs) once was my own like this is my thing i'm just gonna do i'm gonna save up for this make this happen that was the first time um but a few times after that i've been sent there for various reasons um and the first time i was ever in yokosuka was kind of hilarious i got there i got to i got to tokyo landed and then i got like my hotel information and everything and, you know, then the address said I was going to Yokosuka. And I was like, wait, wait what? Like, I had no idea. Like, I had no clue that's where I was going to end up being. So I, I got down to Yokosuka, and I'm hanging out with a buddy of mine. Um, and 
wandering around and he's just like, you know, is there anything you want to do while you're here? Blah, blah, blah. And I was kind of like, you know, it would be kind of cool to to go to Dubuita. And he's like, Dubuita Street? And I was like, yeah. He's like, why? And I was like, well, you know, my favorite game, that Shenmue game I'm talking about. And he's always like, yeah, you know, that he never really understood. He didn't really care about the game. He didn't know anything about it. And I was like, I'd kind of like to go see it because that's, that's kind of cool since I'm actually here. He's like, well, you're standing at it. Yeah. What are you even standing in? He's like, this is Dubuita Street. We're on it right now. And I was like, oh, fuck. I accidentally got to Shenmue Mecca and I didn't know. <laughs> um, like, I, the first time I ever went there, it was 100% accidental. There was never a plan of being there. Um, the second time I was there was like, I knew where I was going, but I kind of got that out of my system. Um, and then the third time was actually the most amusing. Um, so I was supposed to go there with Sega to film. And that video, I don't know if you ever saw it. It's uh, They did a thing with myself and Imran Youssef where we went to Dewita and we talked about Shenmue and all that stuff. That was my third time ever being there. And that was kind of hilarious because my second time being there had only been two weeks prior. Um, <laughs> and I flew there in between. So that one was funny because they were like, hey, we're going to go out there and we're going to bring like a Japanese translator and they're going to take us out there and we're going to get everything we need. And I was like, all right, that's cool. Last minute, like the morning of their Japanese dude decided not to go. And so they had no idea how to get there. And if it weren't for the fact that I had just been there two weeks prior, we would never have made it there and made the video. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was the only thing that saved us. It's like, don't worry, guys. I know the Japanese train system. Let's go. Awesome. <laughs> that, that, that pulled that out. Um, but yeah, so having been there like those are the kinds of things you encounter and then just walking around the Yokosuka area you'll be I'm telling you the Shenmue fans will come out of the woodworks they really do and the whole thing about Rio having a hard time finding sailors is complete bullshit because they're everywhere there's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Americans walking around yeah well, the, well see the thing about Yokosuka is it's it's an American naval base yeah. one side of it is Japan and the other side there's literally a border like control and the other side is US it's US soil It's you're back in the US at that point um, it's military only unless you're invited. I was invited to go onto that side. So I've been on the American side of Yokosuka, which is pretty cool because you can't even see that shit in the game. You can see like a sign like telling you at the harbor, like where it is, but mm -hmm. you can't actually go there. Um, but I got to do that and check it. I, I posted some photos and stuff. It's like, oh, the new Yokosuka Hotel and all this stuff that's over there. Um, so I'm like, yeah, this is where like Tony and Jay were. They were assholes. They were from here. So mm -hmm. it's... Um, it's it's a very interesting experience to get to go over there and check all that stuff out and just see how the cultures mix. It's until I went there, I didn't fully understand why Yu Suzuki would pick that location. Having gone there, I get it because it's 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 Disneyland in its weirdness because it's it's this weird fusion of Japan and America in the same location. Mm -hmm. um, because everyone there speaks English, everything is trying to appeal to Americans because they're the ones that are there. But it's done through the lens of like, this is a fake America. Like all the street signs are the Empire State Building. Just this <laughs> weird thing that doesn't, it, it's, it, that's how I would present it. Like if, if Tokyo, Japan, Disney, sorry, a to uh, Disneyland, Japan decided to make Little America Town, it would look like Yokosuka. That's so, how I would put that. So in addition to that, have you been or do you have any plans to go to any of the uh, Chinese locations that have been in two and perhaps might be in three? No, I have never been. I would love to. There's no plans to do that. Maybe one day I'll get to go to Hong Kong. But my understanding is that most of that stuff doesn't exist anymore. Right. Um, a lot of the stuff from Shenmue 2 that was the inspiration for it has since been torn down since uh, Hong Kong was returned back to the Chinese after the British. Mm -hmm. um, so they didn't keep most of it. So there's very little you can see that would be authentic. To get the more authentic stuff, you'd have to go to like the real Guilin and stuff. But that's, you know, mainland China as an American is not the easiest place to get to. Yeah, um, but Hong Kong's easier, but Japan is like super easy. They they love us there. Yeah. All right. Now something we haven't really touched on, and this is kind of a hypothetical question, just to pick your brain to see which way sure. you want it. You're also a huge Dreamcast fan. I've heard. Suppose <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, so, which would you rather do? <clears throat> Have the Dreamcast be as successful as, say, the original Xbox and the GameCube. So um, mildly more. So somewhere between that and the PS2, we'll say. So okay. uh, uh, more successful, say, you know, it had a DVD-ROM in it. And it had 
more games, you know, on the level of like the volume of the library of an Xbox or something. Or if you can have that or have Shenmue 2 have been released either multi-platform or on PlayStation 2 to, you know, just have the opportunity to have a bigger install base. But it can only be one or the other. Uh, So essentially, Shenmue? I don't even have to think about that. Um, The thing is, well, it's kind of weird because I'm not sure I would actually pick either of those answers. Um, the, The reason is, part of what made Shenmue so appealing now is the fact that it was gone for so long and it built up that kind of devoted energy where all of us were just missing it for so long and wanting to see how that played out. Because if if Shenmue 3 had come out like a year later, I don't think it would have been nearly as big of a deal and I think the game base would have died off eventually and it would have gone the way of everything else. And I feel the same thing would have happened with Sega if they had made a Dreamcast that sold like 10 times as... Well, not 10 times, maybe like 5 times as many units. It sold 50 million units and it became just Campbell's Soup where it was just successful and it was around but it wasn't special. It wouldn't have the same type of uh, pull and excitement that you get. I mean, there's a reason the Dreamcast is still, 20 years later, people are still talking about it and being like, you remember how cool that console was? There's a reason fans still make new games for me. Josh Prod is about to dump another like five or six new games on us in 2019. And the, the reason that happens is because that's the old stars that burn the brightest, burn out the quickest logic. That's the case with the Dreamcast and with Shenmue. So I'm not really sure I would want to do either. If I had to choose between those two scenarios, I guess I would say it would have been nice if Shenmue 2 appeared on more stuff. But that was never going to happen for technical reasons. And if we were going to do that, I would have said no. I would have said re-release Shenmue 1 and 2 the generation after. Put it out on Xbox 360, PS3, and perhaps Wii. But just to, to do a wider launch of Shenmue 2 back in 2002 or 2001, not necessarily what I would have done. Um, but the, of the two options, I guess that's the one I would go with. Cool. Yeah, I was just kind of thinking, like, because you're such a big fan of both, which we kind of would get the priority. Well, here, like I said, I, I'm a big fan of both, but it's partially because of how they went out. You know, if they were too successful and too big, they would be like anything else. Yeah. Like, as popular as, let's say, the Grand Theft Auto series is, and as many people are waiting on it, it doesn't have that same type of, like, excitement around it because it's it's understood that it's coming. None of us are sitting around being like, fuck, I wonder what's going to be in, in there, and, like, I can't wait, like, it's, it's been so long. It's like, no, it's persistent. It's constantly active. Does anybody doubt here that there's going to be more PlayStation and Xbox hardware? No, because it's consistent. It doesn't have that same type of you know internal conflict like struggle that makes it so exciting and so appealing and i feel that essentially you're rooting for the underdog when it comes to the shen to shenmue or the dreamcast and i I find that exciting now that might that's absurd to an extent because it's not business sound but that's partially what draws me into it yeah so i guess what i'm saying is if it was too successful i don't know how much i would care right yeah it would kind of lose the luster yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think we're going to call that an episode. Um, thank you. We definitely want to thank Adam for being here for both episodes. Um, My pleasure. Out of his day. Um, you've been someone that, you know, people have been asking for us to, to have on the show. Um, I like how that list is gradually getting smaller. Like we're hitting, we're getting the people. Yeah. Who else uh, you, who, can I ask who else is on this list? Like, uh, how many people were better than me that they had to come <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Uh, left on the list, we really only have, um, I've talked to Liesl and Paul Walker, or Paul Walker, <laughs> Paul Walker will not be on this, oh, on this podcast. Too soon or something. Uh, yeah. Paul Lucas and Liesl Wilkerson have both agreed to be on it. That was over a year ago, I think. Um, we just haven't, because of potentially, you know, whatever. Um, and... There was another. Is there somebody big from the community? Oh, uh, Dreamcast guy. Um, we. Max. What? That's his name. Oh yeah, um, yeah. He's <laughs> agreed to be on, but we've kind of lost touch with him. And you want me to hit uh, him up? what? You want me to hit him up for you? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And oh, um, Michael Huber. Uh, yeah. S- said he would do it. Kind of. You know who he is, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> We we sent him on, we sent him a coded package, um, and he opened it and on stream on. We didn't want to put him in a position where if he 
didn't want to do it, it, he would have to say it publicly. So we essentially asked him, and we sent him one of the we sent him the English version of the re-release um, perfect map or whatever. Um, it was on their gift opening streams, the Easy Allies, and he got this package, and it came with a letter that only he was supposed to read, and all the other allies were like, "This is so mysterious," you know. And uh, the letter basically said, "You know, this this map's for you." Blah blah blah. We'd love to have you on our podcast. If you agree to be on our podcast, at some point in the stream, look at the camera and say "comrades," <laughs> and he did it. But and we have we haven't heard back from him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, th- those are kind of the the big remaining guests. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so thanks for being here. Oh wait, um, there's one thing we need to address because we said we would at the beginning of this. We were talking about the Yokosuka guides and all that stuff, and we didn't explain what happened. Uh, yes. We were all involved in an IGN Japan video. Remember that? Yes. 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 Um, you you go ahead and tell that story. I've spoken way too much. <laughs> Ezra uh, Krabe from IGN Japan. Um, contacted us and said, hey, would you like to be part of this? And I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> um, so we filmed... Essentially, they were looking for the opinions of Westerners uh, on how Shenmue impacted their um, view of kind of Japanese culture and tourism. And um, they asked us to be part of it. Adam was part of it. I was um, actually in Japan for that. Yeah, you were in Japan for it. I think Scipione... That was my fourth was time in Yokosuka. I was like, dude, this is getting old. But, um, <laughs> Sketchy Mary was on it. Mm-hmm. James uh, was in it too. And James, yeah, James was in it. And uh, it was part of a big. It was on Christmas Eve, our time, Christmas Day, their time, kind of. Time yeah, that's when they thing. And uh, it was like just they had a little event um, showing some Shenmue stuff. They showed the video. They did some trivia. Played like a, a game. It was a really neat event. And then they sent us a thank you package for. Um, being part of it and um, it included the guide maps the coasters and uh, yeah it was absolutely amazing that they they sent that stuff along to us and with a personalized letter and I'm absolutely amazed that I got it because they didn't put my postal code on it and they didn't address it to me they addressed it to the podcast so it literally had my street address and St. John New Brunswick on it that's it you know who got really screwed on that was Adam Scipione because he was in it too. Uh, he <laughs> got his thank you letter and it you? said, "Thank you, Adam Corlick, for being on the thing." <laughs> I, my, I was, my letter said my name as well, but he was like, "Oh, apparently I don't have a last name." Okay. <laughs> I was really hoping that when that happened, that when you opened yours, yours would say Scipione. <laughs> but it's almost funnier that it didn't. <laughs> I'm everywhere. <laughs> Actually, you know what's really? All right, can I tell you a side story if you got a minute? About because you mentioned that whole thing about Christmas Eve, whatever. Um, so funny thing, they invited me to go to that. Um, but I had screwed up bad like the month before I was in, I was in Tokyo for that to film my bit, and uh, I was supposed to go home on American Thanksgiving and I would land on American Thanksgiving because of time zones and I would still be able to go see my family and all that stuff. I missed my flight because the train got delayed because somebody jumped in front of the train wasn't my fault, but shit happens. So I missed Thanksgiving is basically the point. Now, I was invited to go back there, and it was like, oh, but wait a minute. If I do this, I can get home on Christmas Eve and still do Christmas stuff. My family was like, no, fuck you. You're not doing that. So (laughs) I I didn't get to go to the event because of that shit, like, because I screwed up. I would have screwed up two holidays in a row. But, um, yeah, that would have been cool to go to. But I think they did a bunch of videos on it and showing all that stuff. So if you guys are curious, I'm sure you can go see it. I mean, I know you guys have, but the listeners. Yeah. Did they ever subtitle that? Yes. Uh, Ezra did. Or at least he subtitled the one we were in. Yeah. I got to go check that out. Um, It was kind of cool, too, because that happened at Christmas. And the year prior was when there was a video done on Christmas Day for the Kickstarter and someone had sent them a banner and their logo was on it for the podcast. Mm. So like one Christmas morning, I wake up, see our logo hanging in Yusan's office. And then the next Christmas, I'm in a video about just like an officially produced Shenmue video. Mm-hmm. And like, it was just, it was a real nice back-to-back little thing that we got to experience. That yeah. is pretty awesome, man. That's the second time that's happened to me. Like when uh, Twin Peaks season three came out, uh, they reached out to me to use uh, some of my footage from the Twin Peaks Festival to promote uh, Season 3 when Showtime reached out to me. So, yeah. That's nice. awesome. Man. Congrats. Yeah. So those are my only two brushes with, with fame. 
I'll stop it. <laughs> you do well, a podcast guess, that people listen to. You're already. Yeah, I guess. Oh, the other time I literally brushed with frame. Well, frame. Fame was, was when he hit the door casing. He brushed with frame. <laughs> <laughs> it was when I was uh, standing next to uh, Alice Cooper at Tim Hortons. <laughs> of course, it's Tim Hortons. It had to be. Uh, yeah, I, I met Hoist Gracie. Uh, he was incredibly insulting in a hilarious way. It was really funny. <laughs> and Anderson Silva, the UFC fighter, <laughs> um, when he had his rivalry with Chael Sonnen, and it was, I'll tell that eventually. <laughs> it was a great story. Um, the closest thing I have to that is that I shop at the same grocery store as Mr. T. So I've run nice. into him like four times. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, just a side rant here. Uh, Kyle Bossman from Easy Allies ran into the guy from Sugar Ray at a dentist's office. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then uh, Brandon Jones was like, he sounds like Sugar Ray would be the villain of a dentist. Yeah, the Sugar Ray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good, like, 1980s Saturday morning cartoon villain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He, he rots your teeth one bowl of cereal at a time. Yeah, he's like a, you know, dare if that had... Oh, that wasn't a Canadian thing, but like here we had like this oh, big promo, you know. We have dare. It just seems like perfect for that. Oh, you had dare? Yeah, we have dare, a drug. Oh, perfect. Drug I think is... it's just because we imported your games. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. But like, I can totally see that being a thing that came out at the time is like, you know, you keep your teeth healthy, but Sugar Ray is going to get them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then someone just gets behind Sugar Ray with, like, dental floss, but using his, like, they piano garrote, wire. They garrote him. <laughs> <laughs> Any other uh, Shenmue-related things before we head out, gentlemen? <laughs> no, I think... I no, think we've, we've moved on to dentistry. Rio has pretty good teeth, so he's probably fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we're good. Um, so, Adam, you can be found pretty much any social media. Um, yeah, just, just search my name. Adam Korlick. I'm everywhere. Adam Korlick. We're on YouTube. ShenmueM2Podcast.com or dot no, no. Podcast at gmail.com um, send us feedback and all that and who else do you want to see on the podcast alright so uh, thanks very much for joining us and uh, we'll see everyone next time thanks for having me guys we'd like to thank our sponsors this week Takara Sushi Takara Sushi if you show up on the 9th of the month with two action figures very specific action figures the president might run off with your sushi <laughs> <laughs>